Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Warrior Talk. This is Sean. And this is Matt. And we are recording on a rainy, gloomy Saturday afternoon. A lot of college basketball going on right now as we speak. I believe North Carolina, NC State is in overtime. Duke, Virginia later on today. Tomorrow, huge game college basketball-wise. IU, Purdue. Yep. Everyone's convinced that Purdue's going to win by like 500 points, so... This is a weird spot for Indiana, actually, in this rivalry. Yeah. It's, they're not usually huge, like this big of underdogs. Yeah. So I, I'm actually looking forward to it. You know, all right, so we'll just I mean, jump right into this conversation. I got a chance to go to Mackey and uh, watch Purdue play this last week. It's fun, isn't it? It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm comparing the two arenas, I love Assembly Hall from the standpoint of history. It's just got this very cool like feel to it, just old, just got this old kind of like hollowed ground feel, you know what I mean? Uh, and there's seats, which is super nice. Uh, you know, Mackie was awesome because it seemed like no matter where you were sitting, it was a great view. Yes, and I think I told you that it's very intimate. Like it feels like the fans are kind of like on top of the game yep. for the whole time and stuff like that, where assembly – it's it's very steep. Yep. And if you're up in the balcony, forget about. It. I mean, it's kind of yeah. a cool feel. It's awful place to watch a game, but right. You, you know, you got you're way way up there. But yeah, Mackey's is a lot of fun. I I'm a huge IU fan, but I went to Purdue and I saw my fair share of games with Mackey too, and right. I enjoyed it very very much. Yeah, I'll give I'll give IU students the nod. Granted, I watched them play Duke, so they're you know Duke yeah. kind of brings the best out of any team you know and, and especially the away fans but um it was cool it was very cool man so i say that i don't know if i use got an answer for Purdue's big men no it, it it's gonna take an a plus game from iu for them to have a chance i yeah. mean it they can't they can't play you know turnover basketball they can't overcome that they're not good enough to overcome bad mistakes so yeah they got too many Purdue's got too many shooters they got a guy inside they can go to it's just like it's it's pick your poison and hope for the best yeah are you gonna watch it oh yeah I'm definitely gonna watch it especially you know no football this Sunday so Pro Bowl doesn't count yeah Pro Bowl doesn't count that's that's a flag they might as well make that a flag football game that's another discussion for another time but yeah (coughs) with no football on Oh yeah, that IU Purdue game is front and center for everybody yeah, three, in the state. Three o'clock, I think. Three or three thirty. Yeah. yeah, good. It's a good time for a tip off. Oh kind yeah. Of go into that late afternoon nap. Yeah, pretty pumped about it. Yeah, it'll be a good game. College basketball is going to really start to yeah, take the forefront as hit, here as we hit the month of February. Um, yeah, all the teams are really going to try and get their stuff together to be able to make a run in March. You know, uh, we were talking about Purdue. You know, they're on a 16-game win streak right oh, yeah. now. So it's a kind of a daunting idea. Let me ask you this question. As a coach, you would never want to lose. Right. But are you fine with a loss any time between now, especially the Ohio State having lost in the Big Ten? Yeah. <sighs> Or do you just you, want to you, ride that? Like, or do you just want to no, go? No, you ride it. I mean, you want to keep playing well as long as you possibly can. Yeah. Because it, it does carry over. Like, if you lose and the other team, you know, just is better than you that night or something like that, you can live with those kind of losses. Right. But you don't want to have that let down 
Obviously, you don't want to have that let down in the tournament. Correct. <clears throat> so I see what you're saying as far as you know that that loss, but no, I <clears throat> I don't think so. I think you want to ride the momentum as much as you can. Hmm. No, and I don't think any coach or any player ever has that thought process. Like we're fans fun. do though. It's weird. Fan fans are like, I, I want to lose. Let's, let's just keep let's lose get the one, it out of the way. Get out right. of the way. It's a and, weird thought that we would have that as fans. And be fine with that, but you're right. You don't. You don't want to lose. Because you, you, you're always wondering, okay, when's the letdown coming? When's Correct. the let? Yes, it's <laughs> like it, it happens, but no, as you want to keep winning. Yeah, you definitely want to keep winning. Well, let's uh, let's jump into Warriors, uh, Danville, and just look at some of the uh, the scores and the highlights of what's been going on over the last week and a half. Um, let's jump straight into uh, boys and girls swimming. They. Uh, had a win over Lafayette Central Catholic. Both boys and girls team were able to come away with that. And mm-hmm. then uh, Dylan Porter uh, won the Mooresville invite um, from a diving perspective. I mean, the kid's on fire. Yeah, just can't be stopped. The Porter train. Yeah. Just, I mean, I think someone told me, I think his goal, I, I, this is all secondhand, but I yeah. think he, he said his goal was top three in state yeah. this this year and the way it's going right now this seems like a very realistic possibility so it's it's fun to watch um someone have this kind of success so just keep it going dylan it's awesome yeah Yeah. we are we are excited (laughs) also um uh yeah i think that's all we've got for boys and girls swimming i know sectionals around the corner for them which we'll highlight when we look at the Schedule ahead. Uh, wrestling is going on as we speak. Yes, they're they're sectional. Uh, it looked like it's over at at Avon is where it's being hosted, and we have a few results um, so far. Uh, as of right now, we have three three for sure wrestlers uh, that have qualified for regional, starting with um, Tristan Carson. Uh, he reached the section, sectional final at 170 pounds. I don't believe he's wrestled that yet. Uh, Chandler Schubert, he uh, qualified at 160 pounds, uh, but he'll be wrestling for in the third-place match, but that uh, third-place match qualified right. him for the regional. And we have our first sectional champion, Logan Bow, at the 120-pound uh, uh, weight range. There right, we go. Right. How about that? Had a third period pin against Brownsburg's Drake Campbell. So, you know, anytime you can get a win over Brownsburg, Brownsburg's been like the, the team this year, uh-huh. I feel like, in the wrestling ranks, especially within the county. So, for him to get that kind of win, sectional championship, it's awesome. To well, see he even he... to get to that final had to, he, he beat a kid from Avon. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm assuming wrestling is a one class sport. Yeah, you know, so you just you've just got to do what you've got to do, and yep. it's an individual uh, thing. It's a team and an individual uh, sport, much like diving and swimming uh, are. So getting that opportunity just to kind of say to the whole state, you know, I am the best. It doesn't matter where I'm coming from, is pretty exciting. Uh, and he's a sophomore, I believe, Logan, and so Sounds he's great. got two, you know, more years just to continue build, and uh, I think really continue a great legacy that we've got at Danville in the sport of wrestling of just seeing these individual athletes come out as state champions. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I think success breeds success. I yep. mean, no matter what sport it is, if you 
if you see one sport doing well, the other sports kind of take that on. It's like, hey, right. we need to pull our weight. Or if you have another uh, an, another re- wrestler having success, right. you want to match that as well. It's just competition brings out the, the best in people, I right. feel like. So, yeah, congratulations to our three wrestlers on their qualifying for regionals. And if we're still recording as the uh, final results come in, especially for uh, Tristan Carson, we will update you on that. Let's jump straight into the boys' basketball team. Um, you know, they had we're you know we're talking about varsity alone at this point. Matt, maybe you can help us out with some of the JV scores. But uh, we're able to get a win against Weibo, and then a win against Beach Grove. Was not able to be at that game. Can you tell us about just the environment, the intensity? You know. Well, I, actually, I'd like to start with the Weibo game because please, yeah, please do. <coughs> That's what. That that game right there is what we would like to call physical. Uh-huh. Um, that might be an understatement. Anybody who was at the game understood what happened. Three technical fouls got wow. uh, assessed wow. during the Western Boo game. All of them to players. It wasn't even to coaches. Right. So it, it got really physical, and you know Western Boone actually put it to us there at the beginning beginning of the game. But I'll tell you what, uh, Alec Burton got a technical foul early in the uh, first quarter, or not early, but like kind of midway, mm-hmm. late into the first quarter. And I'll give our guys credit; they settled back down and they started playing basketball, mm-hmm. and they really, they really started making the plays they needed to, you right. know. And then we were up at halftime, and then after halftime, it was just. It was all us. Uh, ended up winning by like eighteen to twenty points, wow. I think it was. But that score really wasn't indicative of like how the game actually went. Uh, right. Western Boone very physical, um, but it, it was a, it was fun to watch. I, some of the coaches and I were kind of joking, like that's how games used to be all the time right. with Danville and some of the Sagamore Conference right. uh, teams. So that was a lot of fun, but. So going into the very next night, Saturday night against Beach Coming Grove, out of a very physical game. Yeah, so we weren't sure how the, the guys were going to react, and I'll, I'll tell you what, it, it was fun to watch. Uh, they came out, and this is a sectional opponent, probably going to see him again. So it's it's kind of this cat and mouse thing. It's like how much are you going to show? Right. How vanilla are you going to be? Right. Are you going to come out and try to win it? Um, but the guys came out. They played really well. Um, Dylan Ware has been playing really well lately. Um, yeah. Uh, especially, you know, the last couple of games, Austin Cower hasn't been able, able right. to with a concussion. But he, it was the bench really stepped up. Toby Highland played well in both games, Western Boone and Beach Grove. Um, it was just, it was kind of, it was fun to see it kind of come together for those right. two, those two uh, games, Friday and Saturday night. And then, how, what about your freshman? You guys had a game. Oh uh, yes, Speedway. we've been really busy lately. So, <laughs> since the last time we we recorded, we played at Speedway, which okay. we came out and got a win there. Awesome. So that, that was good. Then we played the very next night against uh, Western Boone at, at home. home. Got another good win, conference win. Yep. So that was good. We had Friday off, uh, but we didn't get to practice a whole lot because I was heading to the vars- JV varsity game. <coughs> but then on Saturday, we played Beach Grove, and we played really well. I thought it was one of the better games we played, but Beach Grove was really good. Ended up losing by five. Mm-hmm. So not the result we wanted, but I told my guys in the locker room we're really proud of them right. uh, about how they played. They played a really good team and right. felt like we were starting to really turn that corner right. towards the end of the season. And then this past Monday, Covenant. Yeah, at Covenant Christian, uh, we had to grind one out there. We were down, I think, 
twelve or fourteen to one. Wow! At one point in the first half, and it, it was it was bad. But then we responded in the second half. You know, my blood pressure got up <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so we responded in the second half. We played really well. Came out with a good win there. Wow! Uh, turned around the very next night on Tuesday. Played Frankfurt at home. We had to grind out another one. Yeah. Well, uh, your your guys are. I mean, there's an exhaustion. Yeah, and I physically, I, but just the mental. I I think it was you know a lot of games in a short amount of time, and I think. My guys were looking forward to that Tri-West game on yep. Wednesday. Not just because it was necessarily Tri-West. As we played them earlier in the year in our uh, holiday tournament uh-huh. over Christmas break. We lost a really tough one to them. Yeah. So they were kind of looking forward to that. And, you know, Thursday night was actually probably the best overall game we had played all year. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> ended up <coughs> winning over there at Tri-West. Um, well, I know we swept them. At, yeah, at that, that night. On that night. Yeah, so 3 0, uh, freshman boys, JV girls, JV boys all got road wins yep. over there. So that was nice to see. But yeah, my, my guys have been really busy lately. It's good for them. They love to play games. But right. as a coach, you can eat. Right. You, there's stuff you want to iron out before the next one. Right. So, but, you know, we came out and just do the that? one loss. Tell me, I mean, you know, just kind of into that coach's mindset. You know, you've got back to back games something on you know monday night you're like man i want to have a practice to kind of iron this out right and then but you've got to turn right back around and you've got let's even call it an away game you got to get on the bus and go how do you do that it, it it's hard because they know it's in their brain like because you're going to point it out you know during the game or after the game in the locker room so they're thinking right. about it already but at the same time, you don't want to try to change too much to where they're uh, dwelling on it. Right. So with no practice there to really work on anything, you just kind of go back to what's worked for you, you know, thus far. Right. And you know, try to simplify it more. Honestly, right. you don't want to try to overcomplicate things. Get too much information in there. Right. And just you do, you, got do you try and take advantage of any of the like your pregame warm ups? I mean, like even just saying like. I mean, let's just call. I don't. I don't know. Blocking out, like you're just struggling on a block out. Would no. You, would you in, just institute some sort of like, hey, let's just real quick on a rebound. Uh, not necessarily. Because uh, you want to be a creature of habit. Yes, uh, that, that's exactly very routine. Yeah. You want to keep them, keep them in their routine, what they're yeah. used to. Um, it's stuff you have worked on throughout the season, so I don't think it's just again bringing it to the forefront more, kind of yeah. emphasizing it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, those first two games of the week, Covenant and Frankfurt, we did we didn't do some of those little things, and then come Thursday, you know, we had that one practice on Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. To and it, you could tell, and I, I told my guys today at practice, I had them practicing this morning. We, during that one day, we basically put in a brand new defense just for that Tri-West game, and we ran it really, really well. So I was really proud yeah. of how they kind of adjusted to that for only base. We worked on it for maybe 30 minutes yeah. in practice the right. day before, and they and they yeah, ran it really cool. well. So, yeah, busy time for us, and it's just as we're in our final week of the season. Right. And I got a game Tuesday, Thursday, and then a tournament on Saturday, and then I am done. So You're done with that. I'm done with freshmen. Moving, I'm done right, with the freshmen. moving on to the next – <laughs> um, uh, so last night, boys had a game uh, at home against Tri West. There was a uh, it was just a tough defeat. Right. Um, I mean, one the the place was rocking. We'll talk about the girls' game in a second as well. 
Uh, I mean, it was pretty, it was the biggest house I've seen, we were talking beforehand, for just just having a single matchup. Yeah, and I, I told, you know, some of my coaches, some of the other coaches, I just kind of, I kind of actually soaked it in last night. It's like, you look around, and like, those bleachers were packed. Yeah. Tri-West brought an awesome student section. Yes. You know, our student section showed out. Yes. The fans were everywhere. I mean, it was a really fun atmosphere to be in. It was fun. I mean, there was a couple, you know, upset people. Oh, yeah. And you expect that. But I've seen some Danville Tri-West games at Danville where it's almost like I don't want my kids in the in the building because um, it's super just angry. Yeah. But last night, it, because it was a close game, because – the student sections were kind of like living off of the energy of off each other. I felt like that kind of just kept people in check. I don't know if that yeah, makes it, sense or not. No, it did. And during the game, you kind of get glimpses of it. You get kind of focused in when you're on, on right. the bench and stuff like right. that. So you don't right. get to catch it all. But I, I'm with you. It's It was just... It was. It was fun. It was not the outcome that we wanted. No. Obviously, conference game, and more than likely, that game was going to decide the conference championship. Now, there's anything can happen. Right. Uh, but it's... <coughs> excuse me. Coughing a little much today. It's all good, man. But obviously not the result you wanted. But again, this is another sectional opponent. Um, yeah. They are in our sectional this time around. Yeah. And it's like you could see him again. Like right. you just can't you can't dwell on this game. You learn from it, but it's it it was a rough one. And our guys did a great job battling back. And but it was just not meant to be last night. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll have to put it behind them and kind of focus on. We'll yeah, got to look forward. Yeah. Uh, so we'll wrap up kind of our recap of of the week with the girls' <laughs> basketball team. They really. Uh, are on a on a on a great streak right now. Yeah. Wins against Weibo, wins against North Montgomery, uh, Rebuff, and then last night, great senior night. Yep. Uh, win against Tri West. I I showed up uh, ha- halfway through the second quarter, and they were up maybe twenty five to seven or something of that nature. And I just kind of went, wow, I probably could have waited till you know the end of the game just to come come in, but that was not the case at all. No, it was. I'll tell you what, Danville came out and they just they owned the first quarter. Uh, I think they were up twenty three to two at the end of the first quarter, and it's like, yeah. wow, they. I mean, yeah. they're gonna roll here, and you know, all the credit in the world to Tri West. They, they battled, they battled, they battled, and they they got it done, and they they pulled within I think ten to twelve points at halftime, which. Seems like a lot, but compared to how the first quarter went, that it was a big victory for Tri West to get it within that twelve points. Yeah, and then you knew the second half was going to kind of be a little bit of the same. Uh, Tri West just rode that momentum into the right. second half, and I think they even tied it at one point, yeah, maybe remember. in the fourth quarter, or pulled it within two or three points. It was close. Yeah, and you started getting worried, and but I'll give. Credit to the Danville team, especially. I'll, I'll I'll give probably the most credit to Ella Collier. I mean, she she made a play. She got called for an offensive foul, yeah. and then it, she played angry yeah. for the rest of the the rest of the game. And she was making plays. I mean, yeah. she, she got a steal, foul, and one, uh, rebounding, just right. defense, and just all the little things you want to see the best player out on the floor do. 
And remind me, what, what class is she? She's only a sophomore. So she's a sophomore. I know that Danville had a freshman point guard in for a while, and she looked really good. Tri West has a freshman point guard. She was um, tough last she night. She was really good. Yeah, she that's, impressed me. That's tough going. We're going to see her for the next three years. Yeah, and I, I, I knew she was pretty good because obviously with Jess coaching the middle school, I was right. at quite a few of their games. Right. And I knew how good she was. But she, I mean, be able to do that. Right. In a varsity game with yep. that kind of pressure and that it was right, it was impressive. Yeah, I I think there was a gal on the Tri West team uh, towards the end of it was in the fourth quarter. Uh, Danville got a steal, I believe they got a steal at half court, and this girl man she just ran and collided with a Danville player. Ball hit her right in the face, and like she was wanting to cry, but she fought it back, got in. Uh, I don't know if she blocked somebody. She got a rebound. Like it was just cool. Like just to go, like man, you're tough. Like, yeah. So it it was a great game. Uh, obviously, we we can talk a lot better about the outcome because it was a win. Yeah. On senior night, <laughs> Danville's first outright uh, conference championship since. 2004. 2004. Which was Jess's senior yeah. year, actually. Okay. <laughs> So, so then, it's been a while. It's right. it's been a minute. So to win it outright in the Sagamore Conference is a big deal because even on the boys' side, there's not a lot of teams that win it outright. There's right. usually some kind of two or three way tie with right. you know one loss and stuff like that. It's a competitive conference to right. win to win just by yourself. So right. that it's a big deal. So they've got they've got a good they've got good momentum going in. We'll just jump ahead at the schedule. Uh, looking forward, uh, girls sectional play begins on Tuesday, Tuesday. night at seven thirty at Manuel Manuel Manuel. Manuel. <laughs> Manuel. My gosh, uh, for our awesome listeners, hopefully laughing at me now. Um, gosh, I'm going to say it Manuel again. Manuel Manuel Man- just Manuel. Seven thirty. Manuel's in the city, so get out there. And uh, drive support our team. Do you remember off the top of your head who we're playing against? I believe it is uh, Manual, is who we're playing, but I'm not sure on that. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I know the second game is it is against Manual. Uh, the okay. second game, uh, not that you want to look ahead, but the second game would be against Indian Creek. That's right. With a potential uh, Tri West, maybe championship game. Or Beach Grove. I mean, Beach Grove. yeah, Beach Grove, they played earlier in the year. Still really good team. So it, this girls' sectional is going to be very interesting yep. once again. Yep, and again, we don't want to look ahead too much, but uh, we win sectional. I think we host regional, yep. and that would be really cool to have that opportunity at Danville. Yep. Um, also on the schedule on Tuesday, boys' freshman team travels to Monrovia. Yep. At 6 p.m. and then boys and gr- boys swimming and diving at Edgewood, and then Wednesday we're free free night there. Nothing going on on Wednesday. Uh, Thursday we pick back up. The girls swimming team is in action for their sectional. Yep. Okay, they're going to get started. Uh, I believe these are kind of like qualifiers to see who can get to the sectional final. So okay. good luck to our, all our yep. uh, girl swimmers and divers. Uh, the freshman. Sorry, boys basketball is in action with the boys freshmen and uh, boys JV playing at 6 o'clock. The boys team is actually playing Martinsville. Okay. Uh, and the JV team will be playing Frankfurt. Martinsville so, is one of your favorite opponents, isn't it? It's it, it's different because you don't get to play them very much. Like Because we don't play them at the varsity level. Right. <coughs> and Martinsville is just one of those. It's like they're a bigger school. 
and yeah, we'll just their we'll, colors red, and that typically is how Matt's face looks at the end of the night. Yeah, <laughs> win or lose, <laughs> right. it, no, I yeah, agree. yeah, but that's not indicative of whether you guys won or lost. Yeah, and then obviously the varsity team will be in, in action uh, after the JV game uh, at six o'clock. Uh, obviously, being on Thursday because of the girls sectional, right? No interference there, so. Uh, be ready for that. And then on Friday, obviously, depending on the outcome of Tuesday, the girls' basketball team will be in action at 730 uh, at manual. Saturday, wrapping up the week, boys' varsity uh, is home at a 130 tip against Cloverdale. Uh, JV will play beforehand. Um, and then uh, freshman basketball is traveling to Frankfurt for an invite. Go Coach Matt on that. Woo! And then depending on how all the girls swimming and diving goes with their sectionals, uh, they will continue that on Saturday. And then we will have a couple wrestlers uh, wrestling at regional. And then also, just depending on outcomes, the uh, girls sectional final, I believe, would be Saturday night at 7 p.m. Yeah, I'm just trying to, obviously with the regionals, I'm just trying to go back and see if... uh we have any updates on Tristan Carson? It doesn't look like he has wrestled yet, um, but like I, like we said, if we get that results as we're recording here, we'll let you know. Always, always be checking out the Danville Athletic Twitter feed. They uh, are great at giving us updates and uh, even giving us some pictures on what's going on with the different uh, athletic events. Oh, sorry. So I have we have to say this because Go for it. Um so this past Wednesday, yep, was the annual senior versus okay. staff basketball game. Okay. And per usual, the staff <laughs> uh, uh, got another victory this year over the seniors. Now, I'm not going to lie, we were we were a little worried going into this game a little bit uh Oh, I was there earlier that day, <laughs> and I heard rumors that the, the, the seniors were wanting to practice. Uh, they, they needed it. Um, <laughs> I'm okay talking a little bit of smack to those guys. It's all right. We, we had a f- few guys that, you know, they're, they, were pretty, they were athletic, and we knew they could shoot a little bit, but we, we played well enough to get a, I think it was like an eight-point win uh, the other night, and that was a lot of fun. But thank you for, uh, I think it was Mrs. Siller. Uh-huh. That puts that together yep. every year. Uh, thanks for everybody that came out, uh, the seniors and the staff, everybody that played, the officials. Well, you got officials is a loose term. Uh, we had the guy, so the guy that keeps our book for varsity games, Tony Mayners. He's uh-huh. a, he's a retired official. Okay. He's a Danville guy. If okay. you've never, if you don't know who uh, Tony Mayners is, every time you walk into uh, the Warrior doors, they're up there to the left. There's an umpire. Okay. Uh, uniform framed up there. That's his. Okay. He, he's still involved with college uh, umpiring um, quite a bit, but he has been generous enough to uh, be our bookkeeper uh, this year with Mrs. Stevenson retiring last year. Right. So, But he officiated that game the other night with the help of two of our bas- junior basketball players, Taylor Highland and Connor Jones. So thank you guys for that. And, you know, everybody that ran the scoreboard and everything like that. It was, it's always a fun time. So, so give us a sneak peek. I mean, like, what, what would you call the, uh, the MVP for that game? Ooh, the MVP of that game? Ooh, that is – man – we played really well as a team, so I, I'm going to give uh, my MVP would probably go to uh, 
Oof, that's you, tough. You gotta, you gotta give us something. I got, man. Everybody was hitting shots. Coach Armstrong, uh, Coach Woods was hitting mm-hmm. shots. Uh, Dr. Schaefer, the yep. uh, superintendent, uh-huh. even got a bucket in there. Coach Hammonds, Coach Artman, Coach Haney. We, everybody was getting their points. We uh, take one person out, who, what, and it folds. Who's that person? Uh, pr- I would say probably Coach Armstrong. Okay. I'll give it to Coach Armstrong. All he right. brings a lot of energy. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> yeah, he can yes, shoot. Sir. He plays defense. He can guard inside, guard outside. I'll give it to Coach Armstrong. All right, we will take that awesome job. <laughs> um, on that, uh, let's let's kind of just go straight into the national the sporting spotlight. You know, we're coming out of the NFL conference playoffs. Everything that we expected in the very, you know what? That's not true. That is not true. It was not expected that game against New England and Jacksonville to no. go the way that it did. Um, anybody that believed that Jacksonville was going to play that great. I think would be lying to us. And if you would have told Jacksonville fans, hey, I know it's Tom Brady, but you have the lead. If you have the lead with X amount of time left, let's say under five minutes, would you rather have your offense out on the field or your right. defense out on the field? Right. They would probably all say their defense because their defense has carried them all year. Right. I don't care if it is Tom Brady. Right. <clears throat> so Jacksonville was in that position, but he's the GOAT. The GOAT. He's the GOAT. He is the greatest of all time. No There's one, no, no debate. One, no one up until this point will ever surpass him. Now, what's cool is thinking about it this way. I would imagine maybe number two on that list. I think maybe you would argue with me a little bit. I don't know. It's Joe Montana. No, and, no, no. I wouldn't argue with And you. I think people who watch Montana would probably go, there will never be a greater quarterback than him. Right. And it's all about the area, era you grew right. up in and right. stuff like that. Anyways, uh, you know, the whole game changes if uh, Bortles was able to complete that pass. It's a Fournette, uh, kind of a wheel route. Yeah. If he had just, I mean, if he just It changes on that delay of game. So they they were about to... uh, That was the second or first half, right? Yeah. I mean, so then, because it gave the Patriots the ball back, and then they, I think they came down and scored. Like, there's so many different plays in a close game like that that you could point to. Like, man, if you did this, did this. First quarter, second quarter, it doesn't matter. Correct. We just all, we remember all the fourth quarter plays because of the situation. Right. And I'm... Life is all about timing, so I mean it's it was it was a really fun game to watch. Right. So I, I mean. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I you know thinking back to the week before against the Saints and the Vikings, you just went, man, if we could at least have one good game to watch, and we only <laughs> got one good game. Now you would say two good games, but I don't think the second one was good whatsoever, uh, just because it was a blowout. Man, we were we were very thankful for that. Going into Super Bowl week, I'm hopeful that we will get another good game. Me too. I know uh, for I obvious know, reasons. I know what you desire. The outcome. Oh yeah, I would love a blowout. Right. I, I would love that. a I blowout. Get I get that. But for those that don't care necessarily yes. about either team, and and I, I don't, <laughs> I don't have a hatred for the Patriots. See, I think a lot of people do. Not just Colts fan. I think. Most people, a lot of, I won't say most, but a lot of people still have that kind of, you yeah. know, just uh, yeah. feeling yeah. about the Patriots. So I think I would, you would actually get, hey, I hope the Eagles smoke them. Right. 
I think you would get a lot of that. I think for your just average fan that don't watch football, you know, religiously Mm -hmm. and are just watching the Super Bowl to watch the Super Bowl, they want a good game. Right. I think a lot of football fans wouldn't mind a blowout from the Eagles. I don't know. Just to be like, I'm just going to put the Patriots in their place. Yeah, I guess guess if it's just because it's the Patriots, everybody wants to see that. Yes, if it was anybody else but the Patriots, I think you're right. I think the majority of them would be against the Eagles. Mm, yeah, just because they're fans. Just because it's Philly. Yeah, yeah. I'm with. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the videos. <laughs> yeah, there was a anyway, giving us bad names. There was a bad video this week about it. Some but, Vikings fans. So, did you see a kind of another good thing that kind of came out of that? I guess the silver lining of that. Did you see where a bunch of Philadelphia Eagles fans donated to? I think it was Mike Zimmer, who's the head coach of the Vikings. Yeah charity organization because of the behavior yeah. of some of the other Philly fans. Yeah. So I you can't lo- judge an entire yes. fan base by the loudest idiots. Correct. So I lo- I love this whole fan movement of yeah. like donating yeah. and this is awesome. Like yeah. this is this is what sports is about. Yes, like, I agree. The the whole, you know, uh, who was it? The Buffalo Dalton, the, Dalton. Yeah, Buffalo Bills fans donating to Andy Dalton's right. charity. And then Bengals fans were donating to uh, Jacksonville, Jack, Jacksonville right. for beating the right. Steelers in right. the playoffs. Right. And now we got Eagles fans donating to Minnesota. Yeah, totally like agree. this whole movement of fans donating is awesome. Yes. Like, I can't speak h- highly enough about it. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, all right, so. I mean, you're obviously excited about how the Vikings just got pummeled. Yes. Were you nervous after the first touchdown? Oh, absolutely. I was terrified. Like, I I was like, they moved the ball down the field so easily. I think they may have had, like, one incomplete pass. Yeah. I was like, huh? Yeah. What is, what is happening? Yeah. And then, even after Philadelphia's first offensive possession, I was even more worried. Right. Because Foles was actually making great passes and guys were dropping them and right. stuff like that. I was like, he's not going to put it any better. Right. So, I mean, Torrey Smith, I mean, tough catch, but he probably still, I, I think he'll admit it too. He should have caught that deep pass. Right. And then Trey Burton had one on the sideline where he just, you know, his feet were right. just in bad spots. I was like, right. Foles can't make better throws right, right now. Right. <laughs> so then they end up punting. Minnesota gets the ball back. I was like, oh, crap. If they right. come down to score again, we're going to be in real trouble. Right. And then the pick six happened, the and then it was, it was on. So let's, like, let's just kind of look ahead at the Super Bowl. I don't know if we'll get a chance to <coughs> podcast before the big game uh, happens. I mean, if, if, I'm, if I'm giving you a, a glimmer of hope, not that you need a glimmer of hope, um, I, just, I think that the Eagles' defense and the Eagles' coach – are better than Jacksonville's defense and Jacksonville's coach, and that they will make adjustments. I won't say they're better than Jacksonville because I, I really do think Jacksonville might be the best defense in the league. Yeah, I, 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 I do believe that. What I think Philadelphia has, that even though I am biased on this, what right. Philadelphia has is they got a front four that can get to you without blitzing. Right. At least on the pass. Right, right. Now – where that help, I won't say helps New England is like how they counteract is they throw it quick. Right. Like they don't do the seven step drops and let that defensive line get to you. Right. So my thing is I just I just hope Philly can get enough pressure without bringing the house 
to at least make Tom Brady uncomfortable. Yeah. And Fletcher Cox, it's going to come down to Flex, Fletcher Cox and uh, Brandon Graham, those two guys up on the front right. front four being able to get to Tom Brady. That's me. Yeah, I think I think you've got to hit him, and that's no shock to anybody. You've right. got to hit him a couple times and maybe even maybe even take a 15-yard penalty. You know what I mean? And mm. just and just you just got to tell him you're here. You're not going away. But I think the second half. I think the second half uh, adjustments has just got to happen. And that's yeah. why that's why Jacksonville lost. You know, I heard somebody say that they had 30 plays that they brought to the game, and then once they went through the 30, it's like, well, let's just start hitting recycle. You can't do that, especially going into <laughs> halftime. Knowing that New England was going to make adjustments, yeah. knowing that they are not going to just lie down and say, "Oh, it's 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 all for you." I feel like, and I've kind of, I've never done this in a basketball game, but for a team like New England, you almost have to have two separate game plans. Yeah, like you have to have a first half game plan, and then you have to have a second half game plan because if you stick to whatever you do in the first half, they will beat you. They will come out and they will find some kind of nook and cranny in your defense or, or your offense. They will find something to expose and they will they will get it done. Right. So you have to make either major adjustments, okay, or you have to have com- two completely different game plans when right. you come against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Right. So that's kind of where I'm at. What? But the thing about the Patriots and Bill Belichick is like they they do a great job of taking away what you're good at. Right. Like he's he's going to make your other guys beat you or he's going to make one certain player beat you. Like and if I'm New England, I'm going to make Nick Foles beat me. Like do you think you're going to get that same performance out of Nick Foles like you did against Minnesota? I do. Probably I I I do. I, I hope. Do. I Obviously do. I, I mean, hope. I mean, he did it. He's done He it looked two comfortable. Weeks in a row. Don't get me wrong. Two weeks in a row he's done it. Yep, he has looked comfortable. And Peterson, right? He's a coach. Doug Peterson. I mean, like like the biggest, the biggest like check mark to him as a coach, you know, he's not going to be better than Belichick on paper, um, but he has been able to take Carson Wentz and make him an MVP candidate, and in the last two weeks, make Nick Foles look like an MVP candidate. Like he, he, what, what uh, Doug Peterson's done a really good job of is he's found. He's found a niche in Nick Foles' game, something he's comfortable doing. Right. Like he, what Carson Wentz did is not what Nick Foles can do. Right. So he had to, that first week he didn't look great. You know, second week he really didn't look great either. But he finally found that, okay, comfort zone for Nick Foles. Like, what do you do well? Right. And he went back, and I, I didn't read the article. I just saw the headline. He went back to that 2013 season when he was with Chip Kelly and had that huge year. Right. And he was like, okay, this is what he did well. And right. he just integrated it into the offense for, for last week. Right. And it's like, and, and it showed. And it helps that he had two running backs. Correct. That can Correct. help him protect him in the Correct. passing game and it's like it's just a nice security well that's just that's what a coach that's what a great coach does as they go who do i have and how do i use them right not this is what i want to do and i'm going to force it no matter what happens right because that's i mean that's just a bad coach right you have to adjust to the players you have right like your skill sets right so so how much help do you feel like jake long and uh Chris Garrett, sorry uh, and LeGarrette Blunt bring? I think Chris Long will probably, on the defensive side, bring a little bit more insight. I don't. I think from an offensive standpoint, 
they change so much and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's, I, I mean, he'll have like an insight to the mindset maybe. You think just because they were there last year, got the victory last year, does that help the Eagles in the locker room? I think it, I think it can. Uh, now, whether those two are, you know, kind of hyping that up or, you know, kind of just whatever that is, I don't know. But I think it can help depending on how you use it. Like, okay. you don't want to depend on it, but you want to just kind of lean on it a little bit to make sure, you know, you kind of have a little bit of insight. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited. I'm super stoked. I'm excited. Uh, let me just give you, if you've never hosted a Super Bowl party, this is this will be a great time to do it. Uh, I think when you host a Super Bowl party, you, you really focus on the spread. You want like good food. You, you want food good beverages. All, yep. let, me, let me give you maybe an insider's look on how to... In your party, incorporate everybody in uh, in the audience because you're definitely going to have people that don't care, that don't really want to watch the game. They're there for just the social aspect of it all. Um, there's two things that I would love to tell you about. Number one, make a, uh, a copy of all of the prop bets during the <laughs> Super Bowl. And you can either do it just for fun or you could maybe just have everybody pitch in five bucks and whoever comes out with the most... Uh, bets uh, correct, walks away with the pot. But but a prop bet during the Super Bowl uh, makes you pay attention. So uh, you know different prop bets are what color will Bill Belichick's shirt be? Um, you know how long will the national anthem go? Uh, who will be the MVP? Yeah, there are things that you will bet on, so to speak, to kind of keep your focus on throughout the game. Have you ever done this before? Uh, I've never done prop bets. Um, but I have done like the, uh, the, the scorecard, the bingo, not necessarily the bingo, but so you kind of pick the score. It's kind of like a grid. Okay. You pick the score on, you know, who do you think, what do you think the score is going to be? And then it like matches up. So you got like the Eagles on the left-hand side and right. the Patriots on the top. Okay. And I'm not kind of. That's cool. I've done that, but other than that, no, I don't really do the prop bets. Well, I, I think they're fun to look at right. and see what people are actually betting on. Correct. But this I've never great. actually participated in it. Well, there's another there's another game that you could play called uh, it's it's just basically football bingo, and each block has a different thing. You know, just like commercial about this or will this be said? Uh, again, it's just it's just ways to keep people engaged. Um, Maybe for you, it'll be a way to take the edge off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I think, it is it Justin Timberlake is the halftime? Yeah. I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. I don't know why, but I am. Because he's he's the king of pop. Ooh, that's a, that's a big term. It is a big statement, and I'm going to stand by that. Okay. You know what? And honestly, I've made that. I, I think he's the closest thing to Michael Jackson since Michael Jackson. I would agree with you. Some I, people would say Bruno Mars now, though. No. But he's got a band. So I don't know. Just yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We don't need to talk about that. Let me some JT. Uh, so do we want to put you on record? What 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 you what you think the outcome will be? Eagles by four. Okay. They don't have Adam Vinatieri to kick a game-winning field goal anymore. Okay. Eagles by four. Their Patriots are going to need a touchdown to win. They're not going to get it. Bold statement. 
cotton, bold statement. Do you want to score too, or do you no? Score? I think okay. Eagles by four is a fine outcome. <coughs> um, that means, I mean, yeah, and they opened up as a five and a half point dog, correct? Which is the biggest opening line in Super Bowl history, right? So, I think the Eagles are playing that. They're they're, they're embra- loving it. Yeah, they're embracing this underdog they're role. I love it. Chris Long with the whole German Shepherd mask yep. is hilarious. It's it's. It's, it's, good. it's exactly what Belichick wanted, would want. You know what I mean? Like, like the Eagles are given Belichick's game. Besides me being an Eagles fan, was was it not one of the coolest things to see Howie Long on yes. set with his grandkid? Yes. Chris Long, obviously, yes. is Howie Long's son. Yeah. And he had Chris's son, his grandson, in his lap right yeah. there and then out on the field. And that was one of the coolest things. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. No, those are the things that makes uh, sports football exciting. Uh, again, going yeah, back to your it. conversation about the donations. I mean, yeah. like let's 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 use our platforms for good. Yes, and yes, not yes, that yes. families, you know, being together is the all good thing. But you know, I totally agree with you. Um, real quick, let me just ask you, XFL. <laughs> I'm not sure what to think about it right now. Did you watch? Did I did not watch. Wa- I did not watch the press conference. You need to. It's Vince McMahon. I know. I. I was He's a huge... toned down. He's a toned down Vince McMahon. I think this is this was actually a business yes, type decision. Business. He 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 knows when to when to ham it up WWE style, right. and he knows when to be a businessman. That's right. what's made him such a gr- great success in his field. Correct. Like he understands both. It's amazing that he took a hundred million dollars out of his own pocket, basically. To start funding this and make this happen, do you think we won't? We don't need to talk about it. Do you think it'll actually happen? When you say happen, do you feel like there will be in twenty twenty an XFL football game? Yes. Now the first time around, it only la- it didn't even last a year. Yeah, I think I don't remember. Do I think it'll last more than a year when it happens? Man, I don't know. Because every, is there a benefit to it lasting more than a year? Unless the NFL gets in on it, they use the XFL as like a farm. Yeah, I know that that's not the intent. Right. But I mean, because because these these other players have other avenues to go. They don't have to go to the XFL. Right. You know what I mean? Like they can go to the CFL. There's Arena League still. There's there's different ways to play football and still get noticed by NFL teams. Right. So bring you in the XFL. Now, if they're going to play the exact same style, like CFL, obviously is a bigger field. You right. know, a little bit different rules. Arena League, obviously, completely different as right. far as the feel of the game right. goes. But if you're playing the exact same, and the NFL's like, hey, we need to use this. I believe that, they, that's the intent. I think that needs to be the intent. If you're the NFL, you need to get in on that. And I think Vince McMahon understands that too. Like he doesn't, he's not expect. If he's realistic, he is not expecting to be the NFL. Correct. Like so, I don't know, man. This is gonna be. It's tough. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm excited. More football is not a bad thing. Right. Um. And if it fails, I mean, it, it'll fail quickly. Yes. It, it. If it goes past six months, I think it'll be. It could be okay. Yeah. But it's like, how much are you going to pay pay your players? I mean, yeah. where are you going to get these players? Right. 
are they going to be practice squad guys? Like, are you going to are you going to pay more than a practice squad would? So in what's the NFL? intriguing is in his presser, you know, he talked about I am not. He said I am not going to be the face of this. I'm going to hire intelligent, qualified people to do it, which is the opposite of what he did, yeah. you know, 15 years ago or whatever it was. It was just strictly entertainment the first time around. Correct. Correct. Have you uh, seen that clip of Purdue's head yes. football, Jeff oh, Brom? It is the best. If it you don't, is. if you haven't watched it, which I'm sure all my Purdue fans out there yes. have, yes. but if you haven't, look it up. It is yes. hilarious. He played in the XFL. It's great. Speaking of Purdue football, uh, I believe they get a Thursday night opener against Northwestern. Do they really? Yeah. So kind of doing what the Buckeyes and the Hoosiers did. All right. Um, you know, a lot lower key. Uh, but, but as long as you're, if you're the kickoff game, that I mean, that all exciting. eyes are on you. Yeah, so that's what you want. That, I mean, that that's good. I think Brom did an unbelievable job uh, at Purdue in his first year. So you know they're getting rewarded for it. So yeah. that's awesome. All right, let's uh, let's wrap up things with the uh, hashtag Road to Infinity War. Where are you at? Uh, just finished Iron Man two. I got to pull double duty this week. I'm a little behind, so I'm going to watch Thor tonight. Okay. But Iron Man two, so kind of dig into Iron Man two. I know you and I are both in the yep. same place. Yep. Um, Iron Man two, not my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Rourke, decent villain though. Yes. Decent villain. Um, didn't mind him as a villain. Sam Rockwell, a little over the top for me. Agreed. Even, I mean, just, so Sam Rockwell played Justin Hammer, who's kind of a semi-villain, if you right. will, in this. Um, eh. Yeah, I would A little over the top that. for me, but I, I, it was okay. It was fun. It was fun in the sense for me that I forgot everything about it. Yes, and yes, so yes, yes. And so is back in, and I'm like... I don't remember, like, I know where she's at currently. Right. But I forgot completely about how she got in there. That's, so with. Jess said the same thing. She, I mean, she went into the kitchen and she came back and, you know, Scarlett Johansson, she's like, what's she doing in here? Right. It's like, this is the first time you meet Black Widow, you, right. Natasha Romanoff. Right. Like, this right. is the first time you get to meet her uh, there. And it, it, like, the new gadgets were really cool. I mean, the suitcase. Yeah. You know, yeah. Iron Man suit, really cool. That's a that's a throwback to the comics. Right. Um, <coughs> so that was a lot of fun uh, with that. It, it was a great it was a great movie in the sense of getting introduced to new characters. Right. War Machine made his uh, appearance, which was awesome. You know, and I remember at the time it was a huge deal when Don Cheadle replaced. Yeah. Uh, man, yeah. I can't forget Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard as uh, James Rhodes. Right. Uh, do you, that, and I've been wanting to ask you, yeah. is that an upgrade or is that a downgrade? I didn't mind Terrence Howard in the first one, but I don't dislike Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Right. So I won't say – I'll just say push. He, no, that's fair. That's I, fair. I, I feel like it's a cop-out. but It is a cop-out. But I'll sure. say push. I, I will say I like Don more. More. And maybe that's just because we've had more experience with Yeah, we got a movies. few more movies into him. So yeah, I I don't I don't mind. Well, it definitely shows you that that is a, uh, a a character that we don't care not that we don't care about, but that the story does not hinge on it. Correct. Um, even ScarJo, whom I love, uh, I, I feel like you could plug anybody into her 
role. Not anybody, but you know what I mean. Like, right. There, there are definitely well qualified actresses. Have, have you heard though? There's probably going to be a standalone Black Widow movie. Intriguing. With yes. her. Yes. 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 So I'm actually really excited about that as well. You know, because we had this conversation about Iron Man One. You, you cannot see anybody. No. Other than. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Thank you. You know, doing that. Um, I feel like you were previewing Chris Hemsworth and Thor. I mean, it's hard to see anybody else as him. He plays a great Thor. Like, there's certain guys. Like that guy. Yes, Tom Hiddleston. I mean, so, like, there are, in in the Avengers universe, um, there there are people that are replaceable, and there are people that you just... See, and now, Iron Man 2 really pointed out why people thought Robert Downey Jr. would make the perfect Iron Man or Tony Stark. Right. Because in Iron Man 2, you really get to see, like, you kind of see the, uh, I don't want to say it's a problem, but, like, the, I will say it anyway, the, the kind of, like, the drinking problem that Tony Stark had. And that's right. that's a throwback to the comics. Like, his origin story is, like, he, he had a drinking problem. Right. He was very, you know... You know, to women. Right, uh, right, What's right. the word I'm looking Womanizer. For? Yeah, he was a womanizer and stuff like that. So, like, that kind of threw that. And it, people made those parallels to Robert Downey Jr.'s life. Right. To Tony Stark's. And it's like, man, this is a match made in heaven. Right. And stuff like that. So, I like, I kind of like that part of it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but Iron Man 2 overall, pretty good. Yeah, definitely um, not the winner of all the Iron Mans. No. Not at all. I. What do you feel like? It, I mean, maybe we're jumping ahead. What's the bottom? What's the bottom movie in this? So of the seventeen, I haven't seen. I haven't seen them all. Okay. Ant Man is the only one I haven't seen, so I still have to okay. judge that. But on the ones I've seen, honestly, maybe Iron Man three. Really. I've, I have this fantasy that Iron Man 3 was my favorite, but I don't remember why. So, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Right. I, 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 I didn't enjoy the villain yeah. in Iron Man 3. I actually enjoyed the villain more in Iron Man 2 than I did in 3. Yeah. And I think that has something to do. Because I feel like once you, you're introduced to Iron Man, Iron Man 2, you kind of knew what you were going to get out of right. Iron Man. So it's all about everything else going around on around right. him. Right. So Iron Man 2, I felt like there was more going on. It was better... Uh, going on around Iron Man than it was in right. Iron Man 3. Yeah. So I would say the bottom is Iron Man 3. Everything, man, other than that, these movies are Are you are ready for gold. mine? You ready for mine? Sure. Ultron. Avengers 2? Yeah. You weren't an Avengers 2 guy? I, I like it. But if I have to put one on the bottom, right. I feel like that's it. <coughs> See, I'm a big James Spader fan. I really like I James Spader. I do Spader. like Spader. So I actually enjoyed his Ultron because it had that like dry sense of humor right. a little bit too, right. and yeah. So yeah. I I enjoyed it more than most people, and that's where I'm sitting right now. I mean, we could watch it and go, ooh, I, I don't know, I don't know. Well, and the, the other thing going on with Iron Man two uh, was Agent uh, Coulson. I love Agent Coulson. I do too. He's my favorite now. Okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler! Okay, if you haven't seen all these movies... Well, don't spoil it. Let's just... let's just The first Avengers just, has been out so long. I know, though. but you never know. Okay. I won't spoil it. AJ Coulson's awesome. Yes. 
He's one of my favorite. I mean, if you can't pick up the spoiler... You He's one of my favorites. You just so, don't know where the spoiler but is. We'll just say that. You, you get to hear some of you know the kind of Easter eggs in the movie through him a little bit because he, he leaves right. Tony for Works a new for assignment the, right. and he's... They say he's going to New Mexico right. and right. stuff like that, and if he finds the hammer. Yep, <clears throat> and that's the cut scene at the end of the end of the movie where you see right. Agent Coulson end up in New Mexico, and you see Thor's hammer ends up, ends up there. So that that was cool, mm. and you, I think we talked about it last week. The Easter egg of you know Captain America's shield right. getting used right. as a leveling agent right. uh, for his little uh, science experiment. Right. So that was cool. Uh, I'm sure. Well, this whole thing is cool. I mean, I, I I'm enjoying it. Looking forward to. I mean, I've always had movies that. I've always had movies that. Uh, I, I I love looking forward to watching, but like almost having this like, the road. Yes. It's it it gets me excited. So yeah, Thor's next up. So next three movies are Thor, Captain America, First Avengers. Of, First Avengers. Okay. So if you're on track. Good for you. If not, catch up. Catch up. All right, boys and girls, we are done. Uh, thank you for listening to yet another again. Another again, my gosh. Another podcast again. Uh, I do have an update for you before we wrap up. Chandler Schubert locked up third place at 160 pounds. And um, Tristan Carson is the 170-pound sectional runner-up. So all of those guys will be wrestling again next weekend in Mm -hmm. the regional finals. And go Warriors. Peace. Peace out.